What's your biggest uh, success story, if you could think of, of one, for a client or an investor that you've worked with? There's a few. So there, there's one company, F1 Couriers. You know what I mean? They started off uh, in November with, like, maybe two trucks. It's three partners. It's uh, Shafiq. Uh, his name is Muhammad Gregory. Isan Noble. Razak. They're like brothers to me, and I love them a lot. And they uh, were able to scale their company from, like, one truck to, like, now I think they have about 30 or 40, something like that. And that was, a, it was like, in a year. What, what are they doing? What's their niche? So, I mean, I don't know if I... You, know, <laughs> you ain't got to tell me everything, but, but you know, yeah, they, they, just to get an idea of what they, how they were able to scale that much, because they must have a, a, some... They must be doing something that is, there's a high demand, obviously, to scale like that that fast. Well, they, they, they're well-respected. Or, they, or they diversified. Like, what are they doing? They're well-respected in the community, and also they have the right contacts. You know what I mean? They, they've been around for a while. They've also been in other industries. So they're trying to bring their other people together and bring them in here under the F1 Courier umbrella and trying to grow it out like that. Mm, got you. Do they have trailers too? Trailers, everything, yeah. They got okay. they got UAII certifications. They, they're doing good. They're doing good. Gotcha. Another one of my guys, he's actually a police officer from Patterson. Uh, his name is Jensen Burgos. I helped him start off one-stop trucking. And um, I think he has about like, this was early last year and he was uh, doing cargo vans and he wasn't making that much money in cargo vans. So I got him into this and he started off with like one truck. And I think now he has like six. Okay. And his, and his numbers are consistently high. Like each truck we do about nine to 10,000 a week at least. Got you. And you, so you're still, you're still doing the dispatching for F1 and you're doing it for this gentleman one stop. Yeah. You, yeah. Everybody. You're yeah. working with all of them. Yeah. So to, all together, you're doing like about, would you say like 80, 80 trucks? Actually, yeah. actually units now? Yeah. Units about 80. I think about between 70 to 80 on and off. Got you. So, so what, what's your role? Cause you said you, you've actually like, uh, allocated a lot of the dispatching to, mm-hmm. to so what what do you kind of do on a day to day basis? How are you are you recruiting more people? What what are you doing actively on a regular basis? So I'm learning to kind of trust my my team more, and I'm learning to let them handle more of the stuff and get used to it while I oversee them, so I can focus on expansion. Like this year, we want to add ten of our own trucks. Okay, and we don't want no one investing. We don't want to finance nothing that we want to buy that from the capital that we raise from you consulting. So that's the next step to take us from making 100000 a month to a $1 million a month. We want to start our brokerage. We want to start our technology company. We also have our courses coming out. They were supposed to be out last year of November, but there's a delay because me and uh, my, my team that we've been working on, on it with, I feel as though that the, the courses that are out there right now, and we've seen a few of them, we want to bring something better. You know what I mean? I, if it has my name and my brand... I don't want it to be nothing copy pasted. I wanted it. To, I want it to be a real experience where people could actually learn. Mm. So those are coming out March 19th. So we have a few big things that we're also doing here. You consulting to expand the brand out further. Got you. Got you. You said you want to do something better with the courses and add like add more value. What are some of the things that you think that you will do differently than what you've seen out there? So a lot of the information, it's cold cut. You know what I mean? A lot of this stuff. To a beginner, it's tough to understand, especially so. I, especially if you don't have like set examples or videos and stuff. My, one of the things that I'm also doing different is I'm going to put examples of videos, like certain things that could go wrong and how to re- resolute them. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So for instance, let's say, um, let's say a driver uh, 
let's say a driver uh, has an issue with his uh, with the, with the truck, right? And you're on a load. You can't cancel on the broker, but how would you how would you go about uh, talking to the broker? You know what I mean? Like, mm. what would you do? You know what I mean? Because if you cancel on the broker and it's last minute, they'll give you a freight guard. And a normal dispatcher, you might just email something back, but they might not want to hear that. You might you have to get the receipts. You know what I mean? Or even if something doesn't happen and something's going on with the truck or the driver has an emergency or something. Those type of situations are stuff that these dispatch courses don't train them for. You know what I mean? Mm. For them to get out of that. Yeah, troubleshooting. You know what I mean? So for them to get out of a certain situation that's uh, not on these courses, you know? So what would you do in that situation? I'd be fully transparent with the broker. <laughs> I'd be fully transparent. I would get the receipts. I would send them over to the brokers. You know what I'm saying? And then also, like, for instance, you know, if if, if you want to try to find a lane for, for, these, for your drivers or, like, your dispatching or whatever, you got to understand their time. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that, that people are not doing in these courses as well. They're not explaining to them how to, like, really get these guys and find out their times and stuff like that. And it's just, like, all verbiage. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more to this business than just verbiage, you know? You have to understand and actually see and feel what what these drivers have to go through every day. You know what I mean? Where where they're going? What are high traffic areas? What are low traffic areas? What heavy weight versus low weight means? You know what I mean for the fuel and for the truck and the trailer. So there's a lot of moving parts, and I don't even think that even my dispatch course or any dispatch course out there can fully cover it because it's just like I was telling you earlier. You know, you could take residencies all day trying to be a doctor, but you won't actually learn anything until you actually operate. Right. So I also want to incorporate people and give them some of my strategies on how I got trucks and how I was able to dispatch them and stuff. So not only are they investing into my course, but they're also going to be investing into themselves because they'll learn the strategies that I use to help get new people into this business. Maybe that's what they want to try to do or get an investor. Like I told you earlier, if I was in a certain situation as a dispatcher or as a driver, what I would do, you know what I mean? Right. So, I want them to understand these strategies and actually try to make money off of this and not just buy someone's course and not get nothing out of it. Right, right, right. Um, for for the drivers now, I mean, obviously everybody's talking about the driver shortage. How are, how are you guys and your investors doing with recruiting drivers? And what are some of the strategies that you guys are using to recruit drivers? So, so the driver shortage and um, lack of drivers, we've always had that issue. In this industry, we've always had a problem getting proper drivers, but also a part of the, the, when I was telling you earlier that I want the drivers to be comfortable in the routing, when we try to talk to these drivers, when we try to interview them, we give them options. You know what I mean? We give them options. We also pay them top dollars because these aren't like trucking businesses that have been around for years. These are new businesses. These are startups and they are willing to pay more to get the right driver and they're willing to be more understanding with the drivers. So it's a team effort. Driver's happy. Owner's happy. We're happy. And and I push for the drivers to get a better cut also because they deserve it. You know what I mean? Mm. They're the ones out there actually risking themselves versus um, me or the owner or anybody else. You know? Right. What, what, do you, what do you find is the best way to compensate drivers for their work? Uh, I would say either percentage or put them on a salary daily. You know what I mean? Either percentage of what they do. That'll motivate them because they'll be commission-based. If not, if they're doing like a set route and it's dedicated or something, then I would say salary. 
But it would all depend on the work. Do they have to assist? Do they have to put their hands on something? Is it no touch? Is it like a certain amount of miles? How, you know? Yeah. So it's a few different factors, but the two that I prefer is either salary or percentage. It keeps things a lot easier and more simpler. I know people like getting paid by the miles, but my whole strategy with dispatching also, it's not about more miles. It's about more money, less miles. I try to do one-day transits. I don't try to do two, three-day transits, four or five days, none of that. Because mm. with one-day transits, you can make more money on the mile than you can with two-day transits. If I was to send a guy from Georgia to Jersey, I'd probably get like 1500 1600 1700 But let's say I send him from Georgia to North Carolina or Georgia to Tennessee, I'm making 1000 1200 maybe 1300 And then from Tennessee to Jersey, you'll get a banging rate, probably make like 2000 So you're making, and then let's say from North Carolina to Jersey, probably make like 1500 1600 maybe 1800 Mm. So if just by breaking it out down in the middle, and now you could even take it a step further, break it down from North Carolina to Maryland or North Carolina to Ohio or, or PA, you know what I mean? Somewhere in the middle again, and then bring it back to Jersey. So for about the same amount of miles that you were going to do 15, 1600 for, you can end up making 3000 for, and that's the margin which the owner save. What's the difference between those lanes? Why, why are you getting better rates? Because the brokers will pay you better if you're doing uh, lesser miles versus if you're doing more miles. So let's say you're taking a load from Georgia to Jersey. They're, they're paying you for one pick, one drop, and they'll prorate it out because you're going straight from one place to the next. And that's just how the market always works. But now if you break it in the middle and do one-day transits, you probably make like maybe two times the money. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.